And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me once again in the studio today is Dr. Frank Imperato. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me back. Well, uh, Doctor, it's great to have you here again in the studio with us. Uh, You know, last time uh, we met, you were sharing a little bit about the missionary work that you're involved in as a medical doctor. Uh, You're a family doctor. You practice uh, in the Monroe area in New York. And um, you're associated with CMDA and also GHO, which is the Global Health Outreach. Um, Today... You had mentioned to me offline that there's some work that you're doing uh, in Macedonia, and uh, that sounds like a like a Bible place. I think <laughs> I've heard of that before. So I'm just wondering, uh, we'll jump right into it here today. Uh, Medical Missions, Macedonia. Maybe you can uh, get us started on what you're involved in there. Yeah, thanks, Dan. After having been uh, serving on the mission field for about 13 years, there was a small group of us that uh, felt the Lord has equipped us and raised us up to possibly do um, more work in a different direction. Uh, We prayerfully called ourselves the Frontier Group, and we asked the Lord to just show us how we could be pioneers to work as uh, laborers in his kingdom to advance his kingdom, and regardless of where he would send us. And after waiting on the Lord for two years, he gave us an opportunity to meet some folks and another uh, mission organization that connected us with a a political leader in Macedonia. And we had actually uh, traveled around the Balkan peninsulas. We were in Bulgaria and Macedonia, but a tremendous relationship opened up in Macedonia that allowed us to now um, be associated with the government of Macedonia, Mm. who has invited us to do a doctor training slash discipleship program in their country. So let me get this straight. Um, This is the government inviting you in. Yes. We had been invited there to initially speak to the uh, conservative faction in Macedonia. There was a high-ranking political official there who knew that the existence and the survival of his society and civilization was being threatened by Egyptian oil money that was coming up. And his statistic was that they were building a mosque a week. And the population of Macedonia is 2 million. Mm. They have 50% abortion rate, and their fertility rate is 1.4. He originally asked us to travel around the country and speak about pro-life, pro-family, pro-marriage. Mm-hmm. It was so well received that there was feedback to the Minister of Health and to the President of the country, who we were privileged to sit down and talk with. And they invited us back to get more engaged and more involved with their doctors, their residents, their medical students, and even their politicians. You know, you reminded me of something a little blurb I had heard a long time ago, and it's kind of a trick question. Somebody comes up and says, what's the most valuable resource in your country? And uh, people might be inclined to say, all oh, the oil reserves or the land or this, that, the other thing. Um, the answer is the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the most valuable sure. resource. And, and this leader in Macedonia apparently realizes that, that his people are what's precious. Yeah. Um, certainly to the country, and, and it sounds like he has a Christian worldview 
And so, therefore, the people are what's precious to God. He, as a Macedonian national, had Eastern Orthodox roots, married a missionary kid from uh, the United States. Um, met, they had met over at the International Day of Prayer in Washington, mm, D.C. Beautiful. Um, as you know, the Macedonia only received their independence as a country in 1991-1992 when uh, Yugoslavia broke apart, and mm. communism absolutely decimated the Eastern Orthodox Church, and there was very little semblance of true Christianity left in that church. Mm-hmm. It is really a church just riddled now with icon and idolatry worship, and yeah. there's very little gospel in Jesus Christ preached. Mm. And as this politician realized the only way to really stop the onslaught of Islam was not through economics or financial resources or politics, but it was by trying to impact the heart and the worldview of his people and bring Christ Mm -hmm. back into their hearts and have a transformation of their vision to see the gospel spread. Mm. This whole conversation is is devoid of the typical... um, political correctness that we have shoved down our throats here in America constantly, um, and uh, whether it's the schools or the media or whatever. But but here's a country, uh, two million people, the leader of which realizes that the only hope for his country uh, is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, and that's what breeds freedom and health for a society. We used to believe that here in America, mm. and uh, one of the things I still like about America is that we still have <laughs> enough freedom such that we can participate in missions activities like you are doing, and um, people might say, well, why do you love America? Well, that's one of the reasons I do, because of the freedoms, but it flowed from Christ. It flowed from the knowledge of the Lord, um, and that's... That's why we we love this land still. Well, we're talking today with uh, Dr. Frank Imbarato here in the studio. Um, It's a continuation of the discussion on medical missions. Uh, Dr. Imbarato serves as a family doctor, lives in the Goshen area. I think your practice is located in Monroe, actually. And um, you've been at this for quite a while. And what we'll do, we will take a short break and then return. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How deep the Father's love beyond all measure that He should give His only Son to make a wretch's We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. 
If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is Dr. Frank Imbarado. We're talking about medical missions, and in particular today, our focus is on Macedonia. I seem to recall in the scriptures there was something called the Macedonian Call, and uh, that just grips my heart just to think that that call was there years ago, and yea, even today that call exists. Come over and help us sort of a thing. Um, off mic, you were mentioning to me, Doctor, that um, uh, in this country of Macedonia, uh, God is working. Uh, Bible studies are being formed, small groups. And so these short-term mission trips take place. But uh, one of the questions I had, and maybe you could address a little bit more, is um, it's more than just the short-term missions, but there's there's permanent people there all the time carrying the load. And then it's like... Um, uh, an expert team comes in that they're skilled in some particular aspect of medicine to help them carry the load better for a particular amount of time. Could you talk about the, the long-term stability and how it's so important to have people there all the time? Go back to the uh, short-term medical missions that we do with Global Health Outreach, where there are one or two-week short-term missions. We usually work with a national missionary who... Um, organizes and and works with the local pastors. So the the follow up and the long term discipleship and the unifying aspect for the local pastors is really done through the missionary and the local pastors. So there is continuity there. And in fact, when we're we're doing clinic, the only medical record we keep really is a spiritual triage tool. It's a piece of Mm. paper that um, we do write down clinical information, but the main thing is the spiritual condition of the the person we're seeing. And at the end of our time there, we hand these two or 3,000 pieces of paper to the local pastors, and we say, okay, now these are the seeds that are planted, now you go in water. So they have the names of all these people that we've seen, and their responsibility is to go and and water those seeds Mm -hmm. for the ultimate cause of God's harvest. And the missionary then will hold them accountable also to make sure that Mm -hmm. they're working in harmony and in unity. The project in Macedonia is a little bit different because it's 
it's not so much a clinical team going in as much as it is a training program that has been developed at the um, request of uh, the government in association with CMDA. And um, one of my peers, uh, Dr. Andy Sanders, has devoted himself and has been so submissive and so um, surrendering to the cause of the gospel and discipleship that he has moved over there full-time, and his wife will be joining him mm-hmm. in, in in late August. And he uh, is receiving this coming semester, September through November, 26 doctors now are signed up to go oh, over to do training in multiple specialties, uh, high-level specialties, interventional radiology, uh, pediatric pulmonology, um, pediatric emergency room, interventional cardiology, breast surgery, um, uh, chest surgery, mm. uh, etc. Um, but the main purpose there, again, is um, speaking into the hearts of the doctors, the Christian worldview, to see who the men and women of peace are, yes. and if they have a heart to receive more of the gospel, for us to take it to the next level, develop that relationship in trust, and um, and we are seeing a revival of the gospel in Macedonia. Mm. Small groups have developed. Bible studies have developed. We have seen high-ranking political officials come to Christ. We have seen doctors come to Christ. Medical students are, are hearing the word. Um, residents are hearing the word. We are also, which is very cool thing, we are we have done and we will will be doing two more GHO style trips in Macedonia. One of the prayers is to try and break the ethnic divide of the Macedonian and Muslim Albanian um, uh, cultures. We had a mission trip in March, April. We had actually taken Macedonian nationals who are historically Eastern Orthodox, and we brought Albanian-speaking Christians from Albania who we had a relationship with, and we went into the Muslim area of Macedonia, and we served them uh, medically. So we had the Macedonian nationals serving the Muslims, Mm. and we had Albanian nationals working with us as their interpreters because the language was different. So we are using the means of medicine to break the ethnic divide, but also to bridge Christianity and Islam. And and when we started speaking to the Muslims, who were mostly cultural Muslims, they weren't radical and they weren't extremists, Mm -hmm. uh, about faith, they're very, very open to speaking about faith issues. And um, we actually ended up praying with many of them. That's beautiful. I'm just reminded how that um, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so readily and easily crosses boundaries. Um, people like to form boundaries and um, say, you're this race or I'm that race, or you're some economic um, uh, position that I don't have and I want what you have. No, all of that breaks down in Christianity. Um, you could say Christianity is colorblind. I am excited when I hear of Uh, The revival, I think you said, of the gospel in Macedonia. Um, It's exciting to hear how Christ breaks down the barriers and real help can be given to people. Um, These are not just words. This 
This is uh, Christianity in action, serving people, loving people, and sacrificially Mm -hmm. giving to people with nothing to gain except sharing the love of Christ to those in need. Um, I'm excited to hear how that barriers are breaking down and Muslims are seeing um, true Christianity with the love of Christ and real help being given. This, this is exciting thing stuff here. Um, in America, I do get frustrated. All I know is America. I, I, I'm not one to travel around the world. I don't even like airplanes. I, I, um, I like to keep my feet on the ground. I get dizzy easy sometimes. Um, but I admire and respect those who um, have the freedom and, and the capability of saying, that's it. I'm going to take a plane, I'm going to Macedonia, I'm going to obey the Lord, I'm going to do this work by His strength. Uh, What if someone is out there today thinking, you know what, I'm excited about what God is doing in Macedonia. I would love someday, love, to go on a short-term mission trip to uh, Macedonia or some other place. What would you tell that person? The only requirement for uh, serving in God's um, kingdom advance and his mission field is really a heart's desire to serve the Lord. And as Dan said, it's really the power of uh, the Holy Spirit that allows us and enables us and equips us. And when he equips us um, for something, he will also allow us to accomplish his purposes um, according to his will. And it does sometimes require a leap of faith, but uh, stepping out of in faith and clearly stepping out of your comfort zone is exactly where all Christians need to be. You're right. I think we, if we live a comfortable Christian life, I don't think it's really the life that God wants us to live. No. So I think we really need to um, find out where we will be uncomfortable and then take that step. It's okay to be uncomfortable. We need to be uncomfortable. <laughs> it's more than just okay. We need to be. Um, different metaphor would be sticking your neck out, sticking your neck out so far that you have no choice but to make it through and uh, by God's grace rely on his strength um, to to keep going. You, you've stuck your neck out. You put yourself into that vulnerable position where you don't have the strength to make it through. It can only be God working through you yeah, to know. will and to do of his good pleasure. So what about dental? You're, you're, you've done a lot of medical. Um, are dentists going also? Dental is a tremendous need. It's really a, a luxury. Uh, we think it's uh, such a necessity here in the United States, and clearly it is a necessity if you've ever had a, a bad tooth or a toothache. You know how how imposing that is on your whole being. It is, um, yeah. In, in third world countries, clearly they have very little access to dentistry and very little resources or finances to pay for it, even if they do have the, the specialty. So when we have dentists on the teams, um, dental assistants, dental hygienists, they are the busiest parts of our mm. clinic. We typically will do restorations, fillings, and cleanings, and um, these folks labor hard and long, but the reward is so tremendous. Um, I know the medicine I give for a pneumonia or a skin infection will wear off or the vitamins I give for, to a child, but a dentist can impact somebody with uh, immediate relief. But even in, 
in the dental clinic, um, you know, a large part of that is evangelism and, and yes. And of course, yes. they have a captured audience, and uh, as as they're working there, also through their interpreter, <laughs> through the interpreter, uh, sharing the love of Christ. And yeah. and I do want to say a special um, a word of uh, thanks to all people who function throughout the world as interpreters and as translators, because they are mm. clearly um, the, the minds and the voice of of Christ. Um, as we speak, we can only do what we do through faithful interpreters. That language is so important. Um, we were in a context um, just a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I, uh, my son uh, has a girlfriend who's of, of Chinese uh, origin, and um, you know she speaks English well, but we met her mother, and uh, the mother spoke predominantly uh, Chinese, and so um, uh, the girl was acting as an interpreter. And you realize that you can't communicate, and you can smile, can shake your head, do simple gestures, but there's no communication back and forth. Language is so very important. Um, we're getting towards the end of our program today. I'm just uh, struck with the idea that um, God works through even a program like this to place the call on people's lives uh, for Christian service. And uh, it will take you by surprise. All of a sudden you realize, oh no. <laughs> Can I say it that way? Oh, no. <laughs> God has called me to this. I've got to do it. Um, and increasingly, I think you'll realize that you have no choice. God has um, worked in your life in such a way, prepared you, fine-tuned, given you experiences, trained you, uh, has had you to meet people, and you realize, wow, um, it's time. I'm going to go on this short-term missionary trip. Or I'm um, I'm going to become a pastor. I'm going to become a missionary by God's grace, of course. And uh, these skills have been testified by others that you know you're you're a good teacher. You ought to do some more of this. Perhaps consider seminary, or or maybe uh, you have skills like Doctor Imperato shared with us last week. Um, he was very good in science and math, and those subjects um, he just whizzed through in high school and into college, and God just directed his path. Um, maybe God is calling you in that direction today. Uh, Doctor, in, in, in closing, how do we um, continue down the road of, of uh, obeying the Lord as he places his hand of direction on our life? The... The Lord will bless you where you are, and your mission field is wherever you are at this moment and mm. in, in the focus that you have, and it begins in being a faithful husband, a faithful parent, a faithful child, and, and, and that is your mission field, and your mission field is in your, in your workplace and in your school and in your community and in your church. But we are also called to go to the outer reaches, and mm. um, that does require um, stepping out of uh, your comfort zone, being faithful and obedient. And the main goal for that is not to make more Christians, but to disciple. Mm. So it goes beyond the witness. It goes beyond the conversion. We really need to have mature, faithful discipleship going on throughout the world. And I think that is so needed here in the United States and beyond. So the prayer is abandonment to the cause of Christ, servitude, and um, 
really praying to be outside of ourselves and, mm-hmm. and being in front of Christ. Praise the Lord. Maybe you have a question for Dr. Imperato, and you could uh, address your email to us here at the station, and then we would forward that to him. Our address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. Uh, Doctor, thank you very much for coming all the way out from the Goshen area to join us here in the studio today. I know it's a, a big sacrifice. You've had to set aside a whole chunk of time, and I want to thank you very much uh, myself on, and also on behalf of the listeners. Thank you, Dan. It's been a privilege. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf, and a quick reminder, please join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. <laughs>